0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu You're listening to the Qalam Podcast Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan Over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to and downloaded the Qalam Podcast Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And insha'Allah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqa jariyya please go to supportqalam.com that's support q a l a m supportqalam.com and provide your most generous support millions of people all around the world are inshallah bi'idhnillah going to benefit from all of this work and this will be your sadaqah jariya for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Alhamdulillah. So... We're going to get started with tonight's program. Uh, this is something that we do every month of Ramadan, in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, where we take something that's a little bit more spiritual and reflective in nature. And we spend you know, some time here every night throughout the last 10 nights together, um, reflecting deeply on our relationship with Allah, on our lives, and how it all makes sense together. Um, and then after that we have some qiyam prayer. This last 10 nights of this Ramadan, uh, Ustad Abdurrahman and I, uh, we thought that it would be beneficial to look at and reflect on and go through a classical text. Written by a great scholar who was um, a, a, a jurist, he was a judge, he was a scholar of Islamic law, but an Islamic philosopher and somebody who thought deeply about spirituality, and how it, you know, uh, how we can incorporate spirituality within our daily lives. So he wrote this text called Al Wasiya, which literally means wanting request, or one's last will and testament. Um, and so we kind of translated it as parting advices. And so, alhamdulillah, we're going through that and reflecting on it. Um, so we'll get started now. Um, The section that I'm going to start us off with here today is titled, Fadailul A'mal. It literally translates to the virtues of deeds. The virtues of deeds. However, the translation really doesn't do justice to what he's um, sharing with us here. So if I may, I'd like to kind of explain exactly what he's touching on. What he's talking about here is the fact that sometimes Doing just something that's good is not good enough, but there's a higher level, right? That's what Ramadan's all about, right? Ramadan's about finding the next gear, the higher level. And so it's good, but it's not good enough. There's more. And just like with anything else, right, if you spend all day long doors with a toothbrush, right, you were supposed to clean your house, and you spent the last 12 hours just cleaning just the kitchen floor with a toothbrush. Were you busy all day? Yes. Were you doing something all day? Is it good? I guess. But it definitely was not productive. It was not, it wasn't efficient. And it really, if we cut to the chase, it just wasn't very intelligent. It wasn't smart. It was not a good use of your time. Is When we're kind of down in the dumps, when we are really, really, really disconnected from Allah, when spiritually in a really good place, doing anything good feels great, feels like a huge accomplishment. And honestly... It's better than nothing. Right? So maybe halfway, you know, between the two Ramadans, maybe five, six months after Ramadan, you know, unfortunately, maybe I have fallen really kind of out of touch with my deen, with Allah, with the Quran, with the masjid, with all of this. I'm just way off. And at that time, I maybe just... Spend the whole afternoon listening to just going through some YouTube playlist of like you know, Ustad you know, I find uh, the playlist for you know, Sheikh Mika'il's halakha, and I just I'm just going through it, going through it. One after I spent the whole you know, Saturday afternoon into the evening, I spent a good four hours just staring at my TV you know, or at my phone or my iPad. And I was feeling so terrible, it hit me like a ton of bricks that I've just been so out of it and disconnected that I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to get up from here until I have to absolutely get up until I have to get up and use the restroom or something. I'm just going to sit here and just keep going through it. That's good. And at that moment, it feels like afternoon because I know what my last four Saturdays were like. And Compared to my last four my last six my last eight Saturdays. This was actually a very good one I didn't get any trouble. I didn't mess around something that I was immediately gonna regret afterwards right none of that and I actually Listened to You know the shaykh talking about Allah talking about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam talking about Islam talking about the Quran and so that's good however that being said, you got to take the wins wherever you can get them. Right? you got to take your wins however you get them. But at some point, right, if you want to reach the next level, then it's not enough to just get an ugly win. But you have to put actually good game together. you got to start now increasing... The intelligence, the thought, the strategy in what you're doing and how you're doing what you're doing and when you're doing it and where you're doing it and how you're doing it. Right? Again, that same analogy I was using. I've maybe been in a very bad place spiritually. So, you know what? One night I was just feeling terrible at myself. And, same example, I just opened up the translation of the Quran and I was like, I'll translation until I pass out. And I started reading at midnight and at 4 a.m. I passed out and I woke up at noon and I didn't pray Fajr. Now we know logically that, but at that time it was like it's just what my situation was. But now that we're here in the month of Ramadan and we are at 1 a.m. sitting together in a place of learning talking about Allah and His Messenger sallallahu Like, alhamdulillah. You know, we're, we, we've... We're, we're figuring things out. We're in a better place. Now is the time to become a little more strategic. And our religion has a strategy. Our religion has a system. It actually tells us what's good, what's bad, what's better, and what's great, and when you want to do what, and how you want to do it, and where you want to do it, and so on and so forth. Prioritization, to put it into a word. And that's what he's talking to us about. He says, wow. Fascinating. Wow. He says that know that good character, beautiful conduct, good, noble, dignified, Respectable, prophetic. prophetic, character, good conduct, treating people well, treating people with dignity and respect. That that is the heaviest deed in the scale of deeds on the day of judgment. That is the heaviest thing. It is the heaviest thing in the scale of deeds on the day of judgment. And he says. he's taking this from a hadith by the way, that through noble and good character, through honoring and respecting your brother and your sister, by treating people with dignity and respect, you can reach and in fact surpass the level of the person who fasts every other day outside of Ramadan and who prays all night long every night. Like if someone, person A, Now I know that the two are not mutually exclusive but just entertain the example, the Prophet is showing us a comparison. If there's person A who outside of Ramadan fasts every other day and prays for hours and hours every night on top of their obligations but they don't have good character. They are rude to people, they insult people, they're mean to people, belittle people, judge them, look down on them, talk down to them, rude, obnoxious, arrogant, etc., etc. That's person A. Person B is someone who fasted in Ramadan, and then after Ramadan, you know, alhamdulillah. You know, when everybody was talking about fasting six days in Shawwal, Person B was a person who said, hey, is it mandatory? And when they said, no, 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 it's not mandatory, but you should do it. So it's, so it's not mandatory. Yeah, yeah, but you should do it. But it's not mandatory. No, it's not mandatory. Great. That person, okay? This person tries to pray their five times daily prayers. They get it right. Sometimes they don't. They don't wake up and pray in the night. But this person is obsessive. About being polite, kind, nice, respectable, honorable to everyone they deal with. They would never ever dare hurt somebody's feelings. Insult someone. Put them down. Be rude to them. Belittle them. If, even if it accidentally happens, like they're walking around outside right now and it's crowded and they accidentally bump into someone, they'll stop and apologize profusely. I'm so sorry, my brother. I'm sorry I bumped into you. Everything okay? Everything's good. Okay, okay. Alhamdulillah. They're careful about their character. The Prophet ﷺ says, Person B is better than Person A. That's the Prophet ﷺ saying it. That's not some wishy washy kind of feel good, you know, kind of rhetoric. No, no, this is the Prophet ﷺ saying it. And then he goes on to say, وَأَن من وَأَنَّ مَن وَصَلَ that whoever maintains, takes care of, cherishes the, their relationships. They're good to their family. They're good to their neighbors. They're good to their friends. They're nice to their co-workers. People that they share space with. People that they, sh- they are next to. People that they interact with. Maybe it's roommates. Maybe it's neighbors. Co-workers. Fellow community members. People you see at roots all the time. People you see in the masjid all the time. They're nice and polite and they're careful about taking care of them and they respect them and honor them. Family, etc. Then Allah will take care of them. And whoever ignores and neglects and trashes these relationships that Allah has given us, Allah will cut that person off from His mercy. May Allah protect us. But at the same time,
1: um, if anyone here has parked their car at the racetrack gap, uh, they're going to tow your car. So, you know, I would just, I would go move it, inshallah. Um, yeah. So. I would, I would, I would hurry up. And as a unrelated, if anyone can give those guys a ride home, because their cars are going to get towed. So, sorry, Sheikh. Go ahead. Speaking of good character, man. Subhanallah. <laughs>
0: That's so sad. That brother sacrificed so everybody else could have suhoor fast, mashallah. <laughs> he's yeah, he's the mujahid of suhoor fast, mashallah. So. Um, but at the same time, I was saying our religion is a religion of balance. We're talking about good character, we're talking about relationships, all of that. But there's a balance in our religion. He says the most virtuous of deeds is to pray on time, to pray on time. Five times daily prayer, to pray on time. And that's a tough topic to talk about because we all struggle with it. In Ramadan, we start to kind of take it for granted. But then we can all think back to ourselves how much we struggle with it two weeks, two months after Ramadan is gone, then how much we start to struggle with it, especially in the different seasons, in the summertime when Isha is really late, um, or in the wintertime when Fajr is very early and Dhuhr and Asr are all like, you know, 45 minutes apart, or at least it feels like it, right? That we start to struggle with it. But, we, but the religion is being real with us. The Prophet ﷺ is being honest with us. And the author is saying, we got to accept it. We got to understand it. And if we don't put time and thought into it right now, if I'm not willing to sit and reflect on it right now and understand what is right or wrong in my life, and how, be honest with myself. I can sit here and make excuses. Yeah, but I'm really busy. And my job's really tough. And you know, Allah understands my circle. I can do that. And it's all true. But I'll never grow. Or I can just sit here and to myself, I, I'm not in a position to, you know, uh, uh, rebuke you or to scold you or to reprimand you. No, I'm not in a position. But sit with myself and I say, look, tough. I can't stop and make five minutes for Allah. There's no reason. There's no reason. And if I'm willing to put that thought and that work into it right now, then inshallah, after Ramadan, I'll be able, I'll have something to show for it. Thumma birrul walidain This is a tough topic, obviously, that we always talk about. But the concept is to honor one's parents. To honor one's parents. And the Qur'an is timeless for a reason. Because the Qur'an shares with us different examples of different types of relationships. You have a father like Ibrahim. Who is loving and kind. You have a father like Ishaq, and Ya'qub, and Dawood, and all of these remarkable examples. You have a mother like Maryam, and a mother like Hajar. Amazing. But then you also have the example in the Quran of the father of Ibrahim, Azar. And that's not such a great relationship. That's a really tough one. But the general lesson, if somebody has been blessed with a good, healthy relationship, then honor that relationship by honoring one's parents. And the general lesson that we can take from that is to always appreciate the people that have done ihsan, that have done good in your life. The worst character, the worst quality, the worst characteristic, the worst creature is kafur, is the ingrate. That somebody has done so much for you and you would so easily dishonor them. And you would totally forget all of their kindness and generosity to you in a heartbeat. That's the, mori of Bir-ul-Wali. That's the moral of walidain that your parents who have sacrificed for you, and raised you, and loved you, and nurtured you, honor them. jihadu And then striving in the way of Allah. And that's got a lot of different, it's a huge umbrella. A lot of things fall under that umbrella. The Sahaba had to make the ultimate form of it, where they literally had to go and fight and defend the religion of Islam. But generally, it means whenever you have to strive and struggle and sacrifice something for the sake of Allah. And the most salient display of faith that a person can make is to love people for the sake of Allah. And even when you begrudge people, you do it for the sake of Allah. What does that mean? It means that I'm not petty. It means that I'm not, I'm not just only concerned with what I like and what I don't like. But I'm willing to put aside my own personal feelings, my own personal thoughts, and prioritize what Allah has decreed. That even though there might be someone that I don't see eye to eye with, I don't click with this person. But this person is serving the community. This person is feeding the hungry. This person is helping people. They're involved in good work. I will appreciate that person. I will stand next to that person. I will shake that person's hand, and I will aid and help that person in doing good. I will put my own personal pettiness aside, my own personal feelings aside, and cooperate with somebody in good. Why? Because they're doing good. And on the flip side, I might really, really like somebody, but someone is doing something wrong. They are violating someone's rights. They are abusing someone. They are oppressing someone. But that's my boy. Doesn't matter. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. I will tell that person to their face, you are wrong. What you are doing is haram. What you are doing is bad. I cannot support it. I do not endorse it. I'm not with you. Even though, sure, maybe we're the best we were the best of friends, but I will prioritize who I love and who I oppose based off of what Allah has said. SubhanAllah. Patience, patience, like resilience, a level of toughness the ability to persevere, push through, thrive, survive. That is, when it comes to faith, it's like the head in the body. Think about how critical the head, the position of the head is to the rest of the human form, the human body. For a believer in our faith, patience is the head of the body. Because you can know everything... You can believe everything. Like you know what you're supposed to know. You're, you believe in what you're supposed to believe in. You got the circumstances. You got the support system. You got all of it. But if you don't have patience, you're not willing to endure. You're not willing to persevere. You're not willing to sacrifice and push through. It'll all come crashing down. You'll fail the first test. That the first sign of trouble... I'm out. I give up. As opposed to, you might not know everything. You might not have figured everything out. You might not have very favorable circumstances. But if you have a level of resilience and toughness and strength, you'll be able to withstand the storm. The storm will come and go. The hurricane will pass by. You'll still be standing there with your faith intact. That's how Bilal was. That's who Ammar was. That's who Suhaib was and khabbab was. That's who they were. Bilal was lashed all, day long, all night long and laid down on the burning hot sand to burn his skin during the daytime. Ammar was kept without food and water tied up in the standing position for days on end until he would lose consciousness and wake up and not even know how much time had passed by. Khabab, they would light charcoal like on fire. They would light a fire like charcoal. And then they would put him on his back on top of the fire and drag him, rake him across the burning coal and melt his back. He would say, I can still smell the burning of my own flesh. And guess what? At the end of all of that, you know what they all said? La ilaha محمد رسول Rasulullah. Nothing could shake them. And then he says, The key to unlocking spirituality is du'a. If you can learn to make du'a. And now I know that we hear all the fancy, you know, witr du'as in the month of Ramadan. You know, very beautiful and poetic and rhythmic and fancy and all of that. No, no. When I say, That's not what I mean when I say learn to make dua. What I mean when I say learn to make dua is if you can actually discard all the awkwardness, the hesitation, the reluctance, if you can discard all of that, remove it and throw it all away. And you can actually open up and just start to talk to Allah from your heart. Be vulnerable with Allah. If you can learn to do that, you have unlocked spirituality. You've unlocked spirituality. فَإِنَّ الْأَمْرَ كُلَّهُ بِيَدِ Everything in the is in the hands of God. Allah guides whomsoever He wills, and Allah utilizes for good whomsoever He wills. But Allah can also misguide whomsoever He wills, and He can humiliate and dishonor whomever He wills. So since everything is in the hands of Allah, it behooves you. It's smart to go and connect with the one who holds your fate in his hands. That is Allah. amraka ilayhi, And surrender yourself to him. The Prophet ﷺ on some of the most important occasions in his life at Ta'if when he was stoned for three miles during the boycott at the time of the Hijrah, when he was migrating from Makkah to Medina, the night before the Battle of Badr, during the farewell pilgrimage. At all these important occasions in his life, the Prophet, the Prophet was seen making dua where he raised his hands out like this, and he was begging begging and pleading, he was crying so profusely, his beard was soaked and his chest was wet, like his shirt was wet with his tears, and he was begging and pleading and crying, and even the way that he spoke wasn't some formal like recitation, like Rabbana He wasn't doing that. Allahumma, Ya Allah he's just talking. He said, oh Allah, this small group, tattered group 313 out there, if they die tomorrow, oh Allah, there's no believers left on the earth. who's going to worship you? Oh Allah save them, please save them. He pleaded from his heart, he poured his heart out to Allah with his arms stretched out, and the help of Allah, the mercy of Allah, came to his aid and rescue. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant us the ability to be able to correct our character and open our hearts and pour our hearts out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
1: As-salamu alaikum. First of all, I wanted to... Jazakum al-khiran, Shaykh. I wanted to also thank everybody for your patience tonight and just for your, mashallah, like, ability to, to, to deal with... But most importantly, I think we need to make du'a and pray for our volunteers because they are absolutely, I mean, they're missing so much of what everyone else is benefiting from. Um, You know, you have Rahman here, Sundas, you have all these people that are, you know, you have Abdullah at the door, Abdullah's over there, you got family from everybody just to make sure that everybody here can have maybe a beneficial evening. And so we ask Allah Ta'ala to grant them a reward better than what they're doing and that Allah Ta'ala will give them because this is really, truly a, a huge effort. And so I just want everyone to, as much as we can complain about this or that, the reality is that there's so much effort put into stuff like this. So we need to make dua for people that are, are there. Um, Sheikh, finished by talking about dua. I don't want to take too long because we have a special surprise for everybody uh, in the form of uh, Sheikh Hassan Saleh, which I don't think, yeah, he's here. <laughs> Sheikh just woke up, All right, okay. Um, but I wanted to share with you some, some points I wanted to share with you some points about du'a. Just a few things. I'm going to take like 10 minutes. That's it. Not even. Sheikh was talking about the du'a that a person has to make and the level of engagement with Allah Ta'ala that the person should be able to achieve in their du'a. In their du'a. Are we doing it now or are we doing it after? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, No, no, I'm okay. I can sit. Listen, I'm... This is my dream. I can... Okay. Right now? Uh yes if you think. No no no. I'll just I'll move my I'll move. Okay, I I'm I'm gone. I'm chilling bro. Watch out, watch out. I'm good, I'm good. I know. So uh Sheikh Hassan Saleh, mashallah, is visiting us. This is a great surprise. Uh he's one of the mashallah. Swedish reciters of the Qur'an that Allah Ta'ala has blessed the United States with. And um, the only thing... Oh, now i got to get up. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
1: so... Oh. Sorry. ACL surgery. So the only thing, Masha'Allah, is sweeter than Sheikh Hassan's voice is his character and his smile. So we just, it, it felt, you know, because Allah Ta'ala has created him with a beautiful voice, but also given him, Masha'Allah, the tawfiq of having beautiful character. So Sheikh, if you could please benefit us uh, from any Qur'an that you, you would like to, we, we, we would appreciate it. Khairan. Assalamu
2: <laughs> alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. اللهم لك الحمد بالإسلام ولك الحمد بالإيمان ولك الحمد بالقرآن صل يا ربنا وسلم على حبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم سلطة ترضيك وترضيه وترضى بها عنا اللهم اجعل جمعنا مرحومة اللهم اجعل جمعنا مرحوم اللهم اجعل جمعنا وتفرقنا من بعده معصوما ولا تدع فينا ولا منا ولا بيننا شقيا ولا محرومة اللهم تقبل صيامنا وقيامنا وبلغنا ليلة القدر وجعلنا في آخر رمضان من عتقائك من النار وبارك فيها بارك في الشباب والشابات اللهم بارك فيهم يا رب العالمين واحفظهم واحفظهم بحفظك اللهم احفظهم بحفظك وجعلهم خير سفراء للإسلام في هذه البلاد وبارك في هذه المؤسسة اللهم إنا نسألك أن تجمعنا في الجنة كما جمعتنا في هذا المكان ومع هذا الجمع الطيب على طاعتك وعلى ذكرك وعلى شكرك اللهم أمين أمين لاهي من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله رحم
3: يا أيها الفقراء إلى الله والله هو الغني He shook وَيَأْتِي بِخَلْقٍ جَدِيدٍ وَمَا ذَلِكَ عَلَى and ولا تزر وازره وزر اخرى وان تدع مثقله الى حملها لا يحمل منه شيء we <تصفيق> كان the <ذا> the <تصفيق> <تصفيق> يخشون رب i بالغيب not should we be able ولا الظلمات ولا النور وما يستوي الأعمى والبصير ولا الظلمات ولا النور ولا الظل ولا حرور وما يستوي الأحياء ولا الأموات. إن الله يسمع من يشاء وما أنت بمسمع من في القبور إن أنت إلا نذير إنا أرسلناك بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وإن من أمة إلا خلف فيها نذير And when you think about it, you will be the one who is the one who is the the ثم رسل جم بالبينات وبالزبور وبالكتاب المنير ثم أخذت الذين كفروا فكيف كان الم تر ان الله انزل من السماء ماء مختلفا الوانها الجبال the بيض who مختلف ألوانها وغراب الناس وال دواب والأنام مختلف الوانك كذلك إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء In the name of Allah In it Man, من from alaq, and the Lord, the beloved who اقرا بسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الانسان من علق اقرا وربك الذي علم بالقلم علم الإنسان I إن الإنسان <سؤال> ليطغى <كلم> who is استغنى إن who is ربك one صدق الله العظيم
2: اللهم أنزل علينا من بركات القرآن يا رب ومن رحمات القرآن اللهم إنا نسألك أن تجعل هذه الآيات نورا علينا في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك أن تجعل القرآن قائدنا ودليلنا إلى جناتك جنات النعيم اللهم إنا نسألك ألا تحرمنا فضل القرآن وبركة القرآن وشرف مجالس القرآن اللهم لا تحرمنا صحبة أهل القرآن حفظه أولادنا وعمر به بوتنا وشرح به صدورنا وأصلح بالقرآن أحوالنا اللهم إنا نسألك أن تجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه اللهم إنا نسألك وأنت أكرم من سؤل وأجود من أعطى ونحن في العشر الأواخر من رمضان اللهم إنا نسألك ونحن في العشر الأواخر من رمضان أن تعتقنا من النار اللهم اعتقنا من النار اللهم اعتقنا من النار وحرم لحومنا على النار وحرم وجوهنا على النار اللهم هب المسيئين منا للمحسنين اللهم بلغنا ليلة القدر اللهم بلغنا ليلة القدر اللهم بلغنا ليلة القدر اللهم بارك في هؤلاء الحضور جميعا وفي الشباب والشابات اللهم احفظهن من الفتن يا رب العالمين واجعلهم من الصالحين بارك في البنات وفي الشباب جعلهم خير السفراء للإسلام في هذه البلاد اللهم علمهم اللهم علمهم أمور دينهم يا رب العالمين وبارك في هذه المؤسسة مؤسسة القلم والقائمين عليها وارزقهم الإخلاص يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك أن تجمعنا في الجنة مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الفردوس الأعلى يوم لا ينفع مال ولا بنون إلا من أتى الله بقلب السليم إلهي يا ذا الجلال والإكرام ها قد أقبل السحر ونحن في العشر الأواخر من رمضان فانظر إلينا يا ربنا نظرة رضا لا نشقى بعدها أبدا اللهم انظر إلينا نظرة رضا لا نشقى بعدها أبدا اللهم انظر إلينا في جمعنا هذا نظرة رضا لا نشقى بعدها أبدا اللهم أمين أمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم